Hello, I'm Catherine de Volder. This is Thinking Out Loud, conversations with leading philosophers from around the world on topics that concern us all. This is a special edition on ethical questions raised by the corona pandemic. So the world is anxiously waiting for a vaccine against COVID-19. But even if we have a vaccine, initially its availability will be limited. So the question arises, who should be vaccinated first? Dr. Alberto Gibolini, Senior Research Fellow at the Oxford Uhiro Center for Practical Ethics and the Wellcome Center for Ethics and Humanities, is an expert on the ethics of vaccination. So I thought he'd be a good person to ask. So there seems to be wide agreement that healthcare workers should be vaccinated first. So can you just explain to us why many people think this should be the case? So yes, basically what we want from uh, the future vaccination policies uh, will be to maximize the benefit of the COVID-19 vaccine, given that the availability at the beginning will be limited. When we talk about maximizing the benefit, we need to consider what it means to benefit a population. So healthcare delivery, for example, is one of the most important aspects of the, well, the collective well-being. So it's important that people working in healthcare are able to carry out their duties in a way that is safe for themselves and for the patients. Uh, there is also a principle of reciprocity at stake. So people working in healthcare delivery are exposed to higher risks during this pandemic. Uh, so there is a duty to somehow make up for this by giving them priority in order to be protected from risks as much as possible. So suppose we all agree that healthcare workers should get priority access to COVID-19 uh, vaccinations. Who should go next? Again, we want to maximize the benefit, but we don't really know how this vaccine will work. So we, will, we don't know exactly how we can maximize the benefit for the population. Normally, uh, with most other drugs or uh, most other medical technologies, the criterion adopted is uh, prioritizing patients based on need, because often people who need a technology or a drug the most are also the ones who would benefit from it the most. Uh, so often there is an overlapping between need and maximization of expected benefit. However, these two criteria can come apart. So with the vaccine, there might be a chance that these two criteria will come apart as well, because those who need the vaccine the most, so the most vulnerable people, uh, which are the elderly and those with some underlying conditions, might not be the ones who benefit the most from the direct use of vaccines, because we don't know whether the vaccine will be more effective on these people than on other groups. So if you think, for example, uh, of the flu vaccine, now the flu vaccine uh, is less effective on uh, the elderly and is more effective on young people and children. So if you want to maximize the benefit of uh, vaccination policies about, with regard to the flu vaccine, there are strong reasons to prioritize or to target children, even if children are the ones who are, in an important sense, less likely to benefit from the flu vaccine because the flu is very unlikely to pose serious risks on children, but it can pose serious risks on, on the elderly. So even if children are not the ones who will benefit the most from the vaccine, there are strong reasons for giving them, so prioritizing them in accessing the flu vaccine because in that way you could build up more easily immunity at the collective level and therefore 
better protect also the elderly and the vulnerable. We don't know whether the COVID-19 vaccine will be like the flu vaccine in this respect. It might be. Uh, and if that's the case, we need to be prepared to prioritize and access to the vaccine accordingly. Some people may, of course, be concerned that um, if we organize vaccination policy that way, that we're actually using children as a means to protect uh, a vulnerable population. And some people may object to that. Do you think that's a, a justified concern? I think it's a legitimate concern, but I don't think it represents a reason against prioritizing children if that's the most effective policy. Well, first of all, we need to distinguish between treating children or any group as means and treating them as mere means. So normally what is taken to be impermissible is treating individuals as mere means. So this is what Kantian ethics uh, says. And we treat people as mere means when we do something to them in order to benefit someone else that either harms these people or that we do without obtaining these people's consent. The COVID-19 vaccine is unlikely to harm children. There is a small risk involved, but there are also some benefits because the children will be immune from COVID-19. So there is some benefit, but there is some small risk. Whether this makes it impermissible to target children depends on what benefit we can gain. So there must be some proportion between the risk we are imposing on them and the benefit that they will, will be obtaining. So if the benefit is worth a small risk, then it might be permissible to treat children even as mere means, despite what Kantian, Kantian ethics says, in order to gain a significant benefit at the collective level. After all, this is something that we already do in some other areas of uh, healthcare. For example, uh, bone marrow donation, often uh, we use children as donors for, of bone marrow for their siblings, for example, if another compatible donor cannot be found. So in this case, we use the child from which we harvest uh, these cells as a means or even as a mere means to save a sibling. And this is considered acceptable because the benefit is proportional. So the benefit does justify imposing the small discomfort and the small risk. But even if we think about this specific context, so these pandemics, so in an important sense, we have already used children and young people more generally as means or even as mere means to protect other groups. Keeping schools closed, for example, or preventing children from going out and playing in the playground with their friends or socializing. So these restrictions have been quite harmful to children uh, in terms of education gaps or uh, development more in general, because preventing children from socializing with their mates is quite a burden on children. So these things have been done, these measures have been implemented not so much to benefit children because children are relatively safe, they're not at high risk from COVID-19, but to protect other groups of people. So in an important sense, we already have, we have already used children as means or even as mere means. I don't see how vaccinating children could be worse than that from a moral point of view, but also from the point of view of children's well-being. Yeah, and another concern people may have is that, of course, children um, cannot give sort of valid consent to uh, being vaccinated. Um, and then people might think, well, um, such a vaccination policy, one that you propose, may actually violate 
their autonomy and that's problematic. What do you think about that objection? So the objection, again, is legitimate because autonomy is a relevant, perhaps the most relevant principle in contemporary healthcare ethics. However, uh, in order to violate someone's autonomy, it is necessary that this individual has autonomy in a relevant sense. Now, children, uh, young children, normally are not deemed competent to make autonomous decisions. So often, uh, well, in the vast majority of cases, decisions about the health of children are made by their parents. So children's autonomy cannot be violated in this case because children do not have the capacity to make autonomous decisions in a way that is considered acceptable by contemporary standards of medical ethics. So when autonomy uh, is not a relevant consideration, like in this case, what matters is what we were talking about before, is that the intervention is either beneficial to the individual or at least doesn't pose a serious threat of harm. And this condition seems to be satisfied by vaccines. So you say that the, yeah, the concern about, um, concerns about autonomy are legitimate and concerns about using people as a mere means or as a means to, to benefit others are, are, is, is also a relevant consideration. Aren't there then good reasons to choose a different group to prioritize? So say, for example, um, we choose people between 16 and 30 years old because we know that these people may transmit COVID-19 perhaps more rapidly than young children. Perhaps they would benefit themselves uh, from the vaccine, vaccine uh, more than children because they're at a slightly higher risk than young children. And, um, and they're autonomous, so at least we can ask them and they can give their permission to be vaccinated. So all the concerns raised uh, in the case of prioritization of children would sort of be circumvented when we select a different group. So are there any reasons to just choose a different group then? Yes. So other things being equal, of course, it's preferable to choose a group uh, that can consent to being vaccinated. However, in this case, the main consideration is uh, effectiveness. So is we, we need to maximize the benefit. So there are two things to consider. First, if the vaccine works better on children and if vaccinating children is the best way of achieving collective immunity more rapidly, then children, I think children ought to be prioritized anyway, even if they cannot make autonomous decisions. Second, even if you want to target people who can make autonomous decisions, what matters ultimately is that these people do actually make the autonomous decisions we want them to make, so they actually get vaccinated, which raises the issue of whether the vaccination policy will have to be mandatory. So if we think that mandatory vaccinations policies are justified because otherwise people will not get vaccinated, then again, the consideration about autonomy is not that important because we want people to get vaccinated. And if necessary, we want them to get vaccinated whether they want it or not. So again, when it comes to public health ethics, this is a bit different from what happens in clinical ethics. So when it comes to public health ethics, the role of autonomy is not as important as healthcare ethics or clinical ethics involving just individual decisions because Vaccination is not just about the individual who gets the vaccine, 
is about protecting other people in the community. Thanks for listening to this Thinking Out Loud interview. You can also watch Thinking Out Loud videos on YouTube on the Practical Ethics channel and remain up to date via the Thinking Out Loud Facebook page.